Previously on Fear the Walking Dead. They found a logbook to that boat. San Diego's dead. Military burned it down. Oh, God. If I stop the boat, it'll be to drop folks off, not take them on. Hey, do you want help with your bandage? That doesn't look so good. Where's the trust, Viejo? I'm curious. Who are you planning on leaving behind? Yes, it's all clear now. What's the latest you can push it? I'll be there. Mexico. Hello and welcome to an all new episode of Fear the Walking Dead, Talking Fear the Walking Dead. I am one of your hosts all the way live from Los Angeles, California. My name is Kente and I'm so happy to be here. The scene of the crime, right? The scene of the crime, kind of, because they're, they're, you know, they're, they, they are now leaving uh, my area or they, I think they're pretty much gone from my area, but yes. I am from Los Angeles, and I'm so happy to be here. I'm joined by my wonderful co-hosts. We have, of course, the captain, Captain Olaf Barbosa. How are you doing, Cap? <laughs> I am doing great. Excited to talk about tonight's show. It was really interesting. I was like, I, I was like, it should be a good one to to break down and all that good stuff. Uh, uh, you'll have to excuse me. I've been feeling a little under the weather, so it's like I'm kind of feeling you know, kind of thin in the face and stuff. But yeah, I think I'll make it through the show okay. Well, you know, this shows you how the dedication Olaf has to the show is he was supposed to be the fourth member of a four-man uh, bank robbing team. And he decided, <laughs> you know what? He put his bank robbing on hold till tomorrow, but he he is masked up anyway. So thank you so much, Captain. You're welcome. It's like I said, you know, I do what I can to keep the show going, you know. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. <laughs> and we have the one and only, the infectious one herself, Tori Rush. How are you doing, Tori? I'm good. I'm happy to watch the episode. That was a good episode. Yes, 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 it was. And I'm I'm really excited about having, you know, this conversation tonight. Now, tonight's episode is episode three of season two of Fear the Walking Dead. And the ti- the title of this is Ouroboros. All right, which uh, gives me some uh, Resident Evil flashbacks if you ever played the game. Uh, so uh, let's go right into this episode. Now, you know, we're going to just have fun and just kind of go around. There's several things I, I want to uh, cover in this episode. But last week, you know, it, me nor Olaf had watched Flight. What, what was it? Was it 462? Yeah, 462. I've seen seen a little bit of it. Right. Yeah, you know, I've seen him. Not all of them, all the way through, though. Yeah, last week we we actually finally watched Flight One from One Sixty Two, Four Sixty Two, Four Sixty Two. We watched all the episodes, which total eleven. And uh, because the reason why is because this episode that we just had, those two storylines come together. So if you're wondering, you know, who's this Asian chick, or this burnt up boy, or this airplane? If you watch the the uh, Flight 462, which ran, what was it, uh, about 16 episodes in different uh, uh, commercial breaks. Of, was right. it just Fear the Walking Dead or was it uh, was it Walking Dead as well? No, it's during the Walking Dead season. Oh, it was Walking, Walking Dead. Dead and during the Walking Dead is when it was airing. Oh, it wasn't through Fear the Walking Dead. Okay. Yeah. 
All right. So, uh, you know, so uh, and and anybody who hasn't seen it, you can actually go to YouTube and you can watch them all back to back. They're actually very it's pretty high quality, you know, for that kind of thing. And it was it was pretty good. It, it was pretty good. And if you want a, a little bit of backstory of who who uh, let me pull her name up. So I will stop calling her the Asian chick because that's uh, <laughs> that's <laughs> that is that is. <laughs> That is uh, not even low-key racist. Uh, um, so uh, you guys have to forgive me. All right. So I am pulling up the uh, the cast list, so I will stop being prejudiced. But uh, let's see. And the young lady's name, wait for it, is Charlie. Okay. So uh, Charlie. Yeah, Charlie. So... All right. So, um, if you are wondering wondering who uh, the Asian lady is, her name is Char- Charlie, and she was from Flight Four Sixty Two. Now, <laughs> now, okay. So now we got that business out the way. Uh, let's. I want to. I want to talk about. Uh, let me first talk about Travis and doing the scuba diving, and <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, I mean. We, you know, we are veterans of six seasons of The Walking Dead. Now, two seasons, well, one season and a third, not even a third, of Fear the Walking Dead. So, we pretty much knew when he was going to go scuba diving that it wasn't going to be nothing nice that he was going to find. <laughs> it kind of reminded me of Abe cleaning out the uh, the fire truck that episode in The Walking Dead. Yeah, it yeah. was pretty gross. They had some gross stuff in this episode, but they were good gross um, so, uh, what did you guys think about his uh, uh, his uh, diving trip? I, I I knew he was going to find something in you know, like you said, something in the duck that was not just like a you know a, some drags or something. And so, I, yeah, that's kind of a, that's what I kind of expected. But you know, the guy that got his arm stuck in there, you know. At least later on, when he was cleaning, when Travis was cleaning out the filters, the guy did lend him a hand. You know, <laughs> <laughs> in cleaning out the filters, he did lend him a hand on that. So, <laughs> did somebody hand you a piece of cheese today or something? <laughs> no, that's just my normal wit. <laughs> you know, it's so funny. Uh, my friend uh, walked in when when uh, they had to go. And, uh, and they, you know, they were trying to get the hand out or whatever. And, uh, she goes, is that boo-boo? <laughs> I was like, no, that's not oh, boo-boo. God. No, it's some shit, but not that kind of shit. <laughs> you know, so, so, uh, yeah. Okay, bank robbery's over, so. Oh, <laughs> uh, look at him get this shit double shades there. All right, so, um, but, uh, yeah, so it wasn't boo-boo, but it was a different kind of boo-boo. Uh, <laughs> that was... I thought that was pretty funny. That's a major boo boo right there. Major boo boo. Now, um, you know, we love. It was a it, it was a real handful of stuff too. So yeah. <laughs> now we love <laughs> we love talking about uh, uh, Victor Strand on this show because he's him and Daniel Salazar, at least for me, are the two of the most interesting characters so far on the show, and uh, we got we had we had a pretty big major reveal about uh some of his intentions so 
what I'm going to do is I actually have two clips that I want to play. And I think they're pretty uh, self-explanatory. So this is about uh, what Victor's plans are. So here we go. Warm clothes, clothes too, okay? Jackets, sweaters, 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 cold out, cold out water. water. We'll be warmer, we'll be warmer in Mexico. Mexico. What's that? What's that mean? Our captain has a destination. He has one from, from the start. We found the charts. charts. Map, map, location, location, location in Baja. What the hell is in Baja? Baja? Perhaps, Perhaps you should, should ask him. Why didn't you? Why didn't you? I think that conversation would not end well. End well. It, would be it would be more... Diplomatic. I'm not known for my diplomacy. Mexico? Where the hell are you taking us? Why don't we start by telling me who's meddling in my business? This is my business. It's all of our business. Perhaps our Latin friend. Where are we going? I saved Nick from that death camp. And then we saved you, Victor, I remember? I welcome you into my home. Who got you to your home? I give you and your family safe passage on my boat. And you still don't trust me. Are we not friends? Are we going to Mexico? Please. In Baja, California, there's a town called Rosarito. Southeast of this town, there are hills. And in those hills stands a house. It has food stores, gardens, water filtration for the well, reinforced concrete walls, and I have precious little time to get there. It is the only safe place, the only sound plan. You said San Diego was safe. No longer on the itinerary. Why lie? Why? Why, are you going to abandon us? How could I abandon seven people at once? Let me make it simple. We're coming with you. All of us. And you expect me to trust you clearly more than you trust me. We have to trust each other. Fine. You know what the real danger is on the ocean? It's people. Strangers. Friends. This is my family. Exactly. Your family. We're just going to eat each other alive. We have to go back to back to get this done. Victor, you even look wrong at anyone in my family, I will throw you overboard. You're not a killer. <laughs> I, when I heard her say that, you know what? I'm a jerk because I'd have thrown her <laughs> ass overboard. You gonna throw me overboard my own ship, woman? Really? You know, she would have got a, uh, you know, yeah, she would have got a, uh, you know, a, a a swift throwing off the ship. She'd have she'd have replaced the the walker that was in, cut up in the. <laughs> well, did you notice the? Uh, <clears throat> did you notice the look on her face when he said, "You're not a killer." Mm -hmm. I'm like, "Oh, dude, if that ain't a killer look, then <laughs> right. you know, she was she was giving him stink eye massive like." <laughs> Yeah, I'm like she doesn't. She doesn't like him very much now. <laughs> she should love I've him. I've seen that look before. That's the look to kill. So, <laughs> right. So yeah, I, I you know. So what do we think about this Baja uh, revelation? You know, did he tell the whole truth? Probably not. He probably left some stuff out. 
But even if he, let's just first let's start off with the assumption that he is telling the truth. What do you think about uh, this? It sounds like, you know, it sounds like kind of uh, the hilltop or something like that that they're going to. Yeah, like mm-hmm. I don't know. How do you have this compound in Baja? Like, what were you doing before the apocalypse happened? Yeah, it's kind of starting to raise some eyebrows and spidey senses. Mm-hmm. It was raising eyebrows and spidey senses when he had the house, and you know when you got to the house, and then he had that yacht laying sitting out there in the in the bay. That was in season one. At the end of season one, I was like, uh, you know, this guy is more than just what he seen or what it seems to be. He's He's too well. He's too well thought out. Too well planned because you know, like with his house, he said, you know, everybody's like, well, the grid, the power grid's down. Uh, the generators kick in as soon as that goes off. You know, this is a fifty million dollar boat or whatever it is. You know, it's like you know, a very expensive boat that he's on. A lot of a lot of tech on that boat. Uh, he's just too well, too well planned. In other words, unless he just happens to be a you know an extremely wealthy uh doomsday prepper <laughs> you know you know unless he like I said you know he's whatever he did he's got he's got money behind him to have all this stuff yeah. and like the the place the fortified with foodstuffs and water and everything in baja you know he's too well planned He's just too well planned. He had to, he has to know something. Uh, I'd like to get a little more backstory on him, and maybe they'll enlighten us as it goes along. But you know, he's not just a rich guy who happens to have a nice boat. Not at all. Not at all. What, what about you? I think that he's uh, like the Black James Bond right now. He right. needs his own signature drink, a lady, and a car, and then there you go. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> like, well, you're yeah. about right, though. I mean, it's a multi-million dollar yacht. So, I don't know. Like, he has a lot of money, and he just doesn't have a government job. So, like, let's... Playboy millionaire? Hmm. Where have we heard this one before? Tom Clancy, you know? like. <laughs> so I kind of feel about him. Mm. So, I mean, do you do you think? What about you? Do you think that he's a character um, that is going to uh, be around for a long time, or do you think maybe he's a short-lived character? I think he's going to be around for a while because you know whether they get to Baja or not, I still think he's going to be he's going to be there for a while because he's helping to get to Baja. So, you know, I don't think anybody's going to throw him overboard or anything before they get there. And I don't think they're going to mutiny, mutiny against him and take over the ship, you know, or anything like that, you know, which they might, but, uh, I think he's, I think he's in for a while. I hope so. I hope so. Cause he definitely adds a extra, I, I like I like his character. I like I like his character, and I think he's doing a fantastic job of of you know 
portraying his character. He's doing a really great job, I think. And you know, I sort of like his ca- character and uh, Salazar's. That's like those those two are the ones I like. Yeah. Actually, I'm starting to like Nick though because I mean he came out like covered in blood and didn't say shit. He was just like, yeah, I'm just yeah. covered in blood, whatever. You know, like, yeah. that was pretty funny. Yeah, what'd you guys think about that uh, that that uh, reveal? Like, you know, that whole scene because. Uh... Well, you, you knew when he was standing up there looking down in that hole, and you know he's standing up on the edge. You knew he was going to wind up down in in that pit with that uh, whatever they're. Uh, yeah, they were focusing they're, yeah, yeah. Whatever they're calling. Crab walker. Yeah, well, you know, that's one thing. He, he drops down in the guy. He's a little bit crabby to start with anyway. He's kind of crabby. He's got a fight with him and everything. So, And then somebody else drops in on top of him. So, it, uh, Oh, my God. Uh, but, yeah, I was sitting there like, uh, like, oh, what an idiot. Like, <laughs> But I like, oh, you got you to gotta love his reaction. He looks up. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> the other one's going, oh shit! <laughs> oh, yeah. He has got a couple of good liners in this episode, I thought. But I don't think he realized that he was kind of invisible to, uh, to the walkers or whatever they are. And there was the he he didn't realize he was invisible to him until he went toe to toe with that one, and he was kind of like ah, you know, making faces at him. He's like, huh? He didn't try to bite me. He just stopped. I think he just figured out that if they're cover, if he's covered in one of their blood, it's like if he gets kills one of them and covers himself in their blood or puts blood of them on him, that he won't be. He can walk amongst them unnoticed. Right, like they did in guts. He just right. he just figured that out when like when he came down and he was you know killing or knocking the ones out of the way. And it just kind of dawned on him that he's like, wait a minute, they're not trying to bite me. And then he went toe-to-toe with that one. And uh, it's like it you know, figured out that he can, he's pretty much invisible to him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, and, you know, you know, it's so funny, though. Like, when he got up in that guy's face and uh, he's, like, screaming in his face, I'm sitting there like, okay, I don't think anybody's that bold, <laughs> you know, like, even if you, th- if you thought that, you know, I would be still kind of like, uh, nah, I, I don't think I could, could do that. So, but I, I thought it was, I thought it was a great scene though. And, it, and, um, this is, you know, one of the biggest action pieces they've done, you know, this season really. I mean, the, the very opening season, I mean, uh, opening scene was pretty big, but you know, finally, you know, we have like a, a you know, a, really good big action uh sequence you know because mm-hmm. i think uh i don't you know i, I want to ask tori this question because you you know you run you run the infectious uh walking dead group uh what are people saying in the chat room is about this season so far or, i mean have they been talking about that it? they like it a lot better that's a lot more fast-paced and that they're picking up up more of like the story and they're getting more into it. Like it's becoming more interesting. Mm-hmm. Like there was a lot of backlash on the first season about not enough action, mm-hmm. but now we have enough action. So <clears throat> everybody's starting to really like it. Okay. And who, who are some of the characters that you've seen that people are liking? Uh, 
Strand and Salazar seem to be the top two because mm-hmm. of their attitudes, you know? Like, Travis is kind of, he's kind of a pushover. I mean, he doesn't really, he's like, you know, Mr. Engineer, Mr. Fix-It, but he's not really, he's not a Rick. He's, he's put, not, he's, he's not going to be like that, you put, know? So He's Pussy Rick. Yeah, he's Pussy Rick. <laughs> <laughs> Diplom- diplomatic Rick. He he wants to. He doesn't want anybody to be mad or upset, but he still needs things. Still need to be done, but he's diplomatic. Dic- right. Diplomatic pussy Rick. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Politician Rick. On election year. You know, uh, I don't know. I, I, I was hoping that his character would have taken more of a stronger turn in this. Uh, season or you know maybe we should just hold on and hopefully it'll get there but but uh you know so far he's uh you know i don't know what to say about about him um i mean i don't dislike him and he's a fantastic actor you know who plays that the the character um cliff curtis so you know i'll I'll ride with him and hopefully it works out now you know uh his lady she got all the balls, you know, <laughs> in the relationship. Yeah, so, it's true. So, uh, you know, I don't think anybody questions her, uh, you know, her talk about she got to throw brother man over, overboard. Like, what would you think of that one little scene between her and Salazar when he said that her, uh, him, she asked him why, or she asked why he didn't confront uh, Strand about, you know, the Mexico thing. And he said, I, if I uh, if I did it, it wouldn't. It, that conversation would not have ended well, and it would be you know better off for somebody uh, more diplomatic. Uh, her response was like, well, "I'm not diplomatic." <laughs> right, <laughs> right. She's not. She's not very diplomatic at all. She kind of acts on her emotions a little bit. That might get her into trouble later on. So let's talk about Charlie. Um... Haven't they not learned that Strand does not want no new, <laughs> no no uh, people? Right? Like, come he, on now! How many times do you have to be told no? He's pretty clear: no more new people. So, I mean, when are they going to start understanding? That's what he means: no more people on right. his boat. So, but of course, they always got to bring some more people on the boat. So, if, if they if he listened to them. <laughs> It'd be about 25 people, 25 more people on the boat, you right. know, so uh, go ahead. I, I, I like the way they settled that. And I was, well, we can tow them behind it. And when he was, when Strand was like, no, they're not coming on board. No, it's not going to happen. Well, we can tow them behind him. He was like, oh, yeah, okay. I, I knew it wasn't going to be too long before he was going to go back there and clunk. It's like, okay, we've towed him long enough. Bye. Right, yeah. right. They got food. They got water. See so, ya. Yeah, because yeah. they weren't at that point. They weren't that far off of. I mean, they weren't that much farther off uh, away from land. So at least they had a chance. You know, they had food and water for. You know, you know, they gave them like a five gallon thing of water, which would last for, you know, a few days, and they gave them some food. So they had enough supplies they could make it back to land, even though it's you know. Walker Field or whatever you want to call it, but at least they could make it. They could have made it back to land. Now, if you watch Flight Four Sixty Two, you can understand why Charlie is protective of Jake. But Jake is a uh, charcoal piece of charcoal right now. 
I yeah, mean, I don't know why yeah. she has so much like affinity to him. Like, why does she attach herself to him so much when he's so obviously too far gone to well, care about? Well, I mean, I understand why she does because, you know, in that he, you know, he told the story about how he, she took, she took his, uh, I think it was his mother's uh, seat on the plane. So, oh, yeah. so her parents, his parents had to ride another flight. And also too, she, you know, he saved her life with the uh, knitting, the knitting needle to the <laughs> walker's head on the plane. So, so, and if you're wondering what we're talking about, it's a uh, flight 462. Uh, online, you can check it out, and it gives that backstory. So I can understand why he does have a, a little. Uh, affin- well, he has an affinity for, you know. I'm sorry, why Charlie? She has an affinity for Jake, but but it seems like the humane thing to do would be to put him, you know, put him out of his misery. I mean, he put him down. Yeah. yeah. I mean, even if he got better, I mean, he's still gonna be jacked up, you know. For a while, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, with birds yeah, like it, that, definitely. Wow. So. It, it, I mean, it, you have to. You really have to wonder. In other words, all right, are you really doing that person a favor? In other words, they they saved you, but are you really doing them a favor by, especially when they're burnt to a crisp on half of their body? Are you really doing them a favor by you know keeping them trying to keep them alive? Mm-hmm. You know, I, it's 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 a wonder. I said, "What do you think, Kente?" No, no, I think they should take, they should be humane and you know take him out and then push him overboard. You know, and besides, what are you going to do with with uh, Crispy over there? You know, when when it really gets you know gets down to it, and you got to run, Crispy ain't running. That's true. So, you know, you know, and she's done it before. She's put people down before, so. You know, Jake. Jake gotta go. So. Yeah, it's like the. It's like, did you? It's like, did you notice who the guy was that was in the intake of the boat? Mm-mm. It was the guy. And there was okay in the during the night. That one guy said that you know we just need to you know get rid of him, and she jumped up and stabbed him and shoved him overboard. It was oh. the guy in the white stripe. The other guy in the right. in the lighter shirt. That's who was in the intake of the ship. Oh, I didn't even catch that. That was good. I didn't. I didn't catch yeah. that. Yeah, like, good. <laughs> see, see, oh, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, Olaf got them eyes worked on, and he can, he's seeing everything now. He looks uh, in a, like, yep. He looking. He looks in a map and see people waving at him. So, <laughs> so yeah, he. That, that's pretty dope. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't even catch that one. That's good. Yeah, it's like that. Well, that that shirt that he had on that. Uh, with the you know the purple and white and blue like the stripes that were on that shirt, that's when the, when I seen that guy or seen the body in the intake, I'm like, oh, oh, that's the other dude who said that he and he said the same thing. It's like you know at some point he's not going to make it, and it, you know do the humane thing and just put him you know put him out of his misery. And if you can't do it, I'm going to have to. So she took out. She took him out because he threatened to take out Crispy. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I have to say, though, this episode tonight had a lot of very cringe-worthy cringe, uh, type scenes. Uh, it, it pretty much all the way through from beginning to end. I think it, this is probably one of the better episodes that they've had on the show. Where, you know, you finally really going, okay, all right. They're, they're, they're really getting there. 
and uh, they did a great job of pushing the story along as well as having, you know, action uh, sequences as well. Mm-hmm. But Yeah, this is a good uh, covering of, like, moving the story along a little faster. Right. Very, very, very well-rounded episode. But please, ladies and gentlemen, when it's just like four or five of you and you go off on a on an island or some land, stop getting lost. Yeah, Yeah. stop. Oh my god, it's so annoying when these characters. I understand that's where we're gonna get you know the conflict and action, but just people. You know, are people that dumb to do that? Oh jeez, jeez, jeez. I wouldn't. Man, I. The minute I looked around and I didn't see nobody else, I'd have been looking for like, hey, where's everybody at? You know. So. Well, you know, they get on they get on the island there, and as they're walking through there, Salazar says, "Okay, stay where I can see you." And there was everybody stay where we can see each other. And first thing they do is boom, boom, off they go. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's like the uh, that's like a you know, typical horror film things that running through the woods as fast as you can you know with a towel on that never drops and you know you're running fast and fast and fast and the you know the the bad guy or the you know the bad guy of the movie just strolling right on through and runs right into him you know that's the same thing this is going on and they all wander off when they should stay together right right so um it's like it's like horror movie rules that no one will follow. Right, classic horror movie rules. That's, that's, that's yeah, that's what I meant. It was classic horror movie rules that nobody follows. <laughs> Don't go out by yourself. Don't have sex. You will always get killed. Right. <laughs> now let's talk. Let's talk about Ophelia and her wound. Um, it seems like it's getting worse. She's not taking you know the, her meds, which uh, I never. I didn't understand. Uh, you know, I, I didn't get. Actually, why she, she's on? She ran out. Oh, it's just that she ran out. She ran out. Okay, all right. So she ran out of meds. Okay, I didn't hear that. I I thought she was just like, I ain't taking them. Like, you know, like, she wasn't doing it. Okay. So, you know, the last thing you want to do is get infected. <laughs> now, you know, I mean, you never want to get infected, especially in this universe. So, yeah, really. So, um, you know, um, I don't know. Ophelia, of all the characters seems like the number one red shirt like i can totally see her dying you know whereas yes. <laughs> yeah, like, like the kids i don't think the kids are going anywhere anytime soon no now ophelia mm-hmm. might be safe because nick did find some good drugs mm-hmm. you know he was uh the, he, when salazar was looking and he's like oh no yeah he said ophelia no this won't help her you need the uh I, zines and something else, uh, you know, psychodones and psilins. Uh, uh, yeah, he said yeah. you need drugs with psilins, like amoxicillin or this psilin. You need psilins and um, uh, cottons, oxycottons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, what I was saying about Ophelia is um, that I can see her dying before I can see anyone else that is in the main group. So, I, I think she might be the next one to go. She Walker bait? Yeah, yeah I, I agree so. with that. I think so. I, I, Walker cause I, fodder. Because the kids, I don't see the kids going anywhere. Definitely Travis and Maddie's not going anywhere. Uh, Daniel, I hope, is not going anywhere. 
because I, I really like his character and maybe Strand I can see going, you know. But I think what they're gonna do is they're probably gonna introduce uh, more characters. Well, we already got Charlie um, and Jake, but uh, I think they're gonna introduce probably some more characters so that they can be killed off. So, so yeah, yeah that's yeah. usually how it happens. Right. So. It grows and then decreases, and then there's more people that come up. Mm-hmm. But at some point, though, the big, the, the you know the the big group, somebody's gonna have to go, you know, eventually. So. Chris or Nick, uh, you know, I'm really liking Chris because he's starting to, to go dark, you know, and uh, dark early, uh, yes. After his mother died, you know, he's really going there, and uh, you know, we like Nick, you know, but you know, out of those two, Chris or Nick, I see Chris going before Nick. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I, I would agree with that because you know Nick does have some value because he knows drugs. <laughs> and I think I think they want to set him up as kind of one of the leads, you know, on the show. So, and I I think people have kind of taken to him, you know. So well, they identify with him because nobody's perfect, right? Mm-hmm. And who's like le- the less perfect than the drug dealer or like the drug user, you know? Like people identify with the underdog, so they identify with him because he was sick and he has a he has a disease. So they they focused a lot on him in season one. And now he's kind of like, now he's not physically withdrawing so much anymore. So we're going to see more of his personality in season two, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he has a good heart, right. too. He's like uh, he's like the bubs of uh, The Wire, uh, <laughs> if you ever watch the show. <laughs> <laughs> I saw him in a show the other day. I was like, look, it's bubs. <laughs> no, I know what I was talking about, though. Yeah. If you watch The Wire, you know what we're talking about. But um, so he's he's like the bubs on the, on, um, on the show. So... All right, so and so moving forward to uh, next week's episode, I didn't I didn't get a chance to really watch the next on, so I'm I'm totally in the dark. So you guys may have seen something I didn't see, but uh, I didn't see the preview. This I know. Okay, yeah, I'm, go to the bathroom. I'm kind of, you know what I think I might do. I don't think I'm gonna watch no more of the uh, previews for next. I think I just want to be completely. Surprised, surprised, because I knew the plane was coming right because of the preview. So right. I, I think you know what? I think from now on, this God is my witness. Wait, that's the left hand, right? Yeah, the left hand. Right. <laughs> this God is my witness, and you can see my other hand. So I'm not. I don't have no fingers crossed. I'm not gonna watch the uh, the next one. Aww, um, kitty. Hi, kitty. Uh, <laughs> Were you strangling that cat? It looked like you had a big death, <laughs> death rip around there. No, she she jumped up here, and I was like, "Yeah, no." Let me ask you a question. Uh, I know animals in the Walking Dead universe can't turn, but let's say I, you were in I Am Legend uh, universe, mm-hmm. and uh, your cat Priscilla turned. Would you keep it as a, a walker pet? <laughs> Would you? <laughs> <laughs> It's like, you, see, you don't understand. Priscilla's already an evil little shit. So it's like she's evil. I mean, uh, she, you know, I get attacked. She attacks me for no reason because you know, uh, she. I didn't. She's already turned. She's, yeah, she's already turned. She's already, and it's like you know, uh, sneaks up and bites, attacks. So cemetery all over again. Uh, Carlos says there is a comic called The Other Dead. Where animals turn, yeah. I, you know, there was a Resident Evil game where 
It took place in a zoo, and then they had like zombie elephants and stuff. It was pretty fun. Uh, oh, see, it's, see, it's I, back. I, I saw it, right? All right, it's gonna go for your That's jugular. Funny. But yeah, so, but um, you know, so so moving forward, um, like I said, I'm not gonna watch the next on no more. But um, like I said, I I I wonder is Baja? You think gonna be the end game for this season? No, I, you know, or you think we're gonna get there before the finale? Yeah, I hope so. And then there's gonna be yeah, some catastrophe, so. and they're stuck in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's gonna be like uh, Alexandria Safe Zone type place where they're gonna be there for a while, or do you think it's gonna when they get there, it's gonna be all walkered out? Hmm. Mm. I don't know. I, I'm I'm not sure. I think uh, you know because his house was was secured. The yacht was secured. It's after they get out and start, like he said, you know, what the danger on the ocean is people. Mm-hmm. And uh, when him and, and uh, Madison were talking, and, she, you know, she said, well, that's my family. And he said, yes, that's your family. So it's kind of like, these aren't strangers, they're your family. That's why those se- you seven are safe, because you all know each other. And it's the strangers you have to worry about, right? So, um, I, I'd say they, I say, I'd say when they get to Baja, that it's going to be, you know, they will get in there. They might have some trouble getting into the facility, but the facility is going to be locked. Whatever, whatever this house or compound or whatever it is he has there, I believe is going to be secured. And uh, they may, like I said, might take them a little bit to get into it. But once they get into it, they'll be good for a little while. Are they going to be like the CDC where they stay there a couple of days, do you think, maybe? Hmm. Yeah, it's like they're probably going to stay there and, you know, strand maybe like, okay, I got you here. Here's a vehicle. Here's two months worth of food. Get out. <laughs> maybe. That's what I would do. <laughs> but I, I'm, a, I'm a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because he's got somebody there. That's why I say I, I'm pretty sure the compound is safe because he's got that satellite phone. He's talking to somebody, and yeah, I'm on my way. I'll be there as soon as I can. You know, it's like um, you know, ten days out or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, he he's been talking to somebody along the way, and I don't think it's not another. I think it's a woman. You think it's a woman? I think you it's think a woman. It's, you think it's his, like, family, maybe? Could be. It could be. Fa- it's either family or the it's, like, his, um, his, the conversations he's had with somebody on that phone, uh, it's either, it's, like, I don't think, I don't know, it could be family, but I'm thinking it's more of a significant other. You know what? If it was me, it'd definitely be a woman on the other end. Oh yeah, <laughs> like I'm coming, baby. <laughs> so definitely. Well, as I said, the, the tone, the tone, and everything of his discussion with this person on the phone, you can't hear. They make sure that you don't hear any kind of noise or anything on the, except for tonight when he, you know, called says, "Come on, pick up, pick up," and they did. You heard a little bit of static in the, over the phone, but in the other conversations he's had on that phone, you couldn't hear anything on the other end of it. So you couldn't hear anybody's voice on the other end, other, other side of it. But tonight they let you hear a little bit of static, a little bit of static to make you think, 
maybe something's not quite right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, before we say goodbye, I, I definitely want to uh, kind of go with you guys and and just ask you, like, you know, we we both like Daniel, we both like uh, Strand, so let's leave them out of the other remaining characters who are, who are, give me two characters that you really, really, besides Daniel and Strand, cause we all love them. Uh, two characters you really, really want to know more about and you're looking really forward to how their character evolved. Let's start with you, Tori. Chris and Nick. Chris and Nick. Okay. Yeah. I think they'll become good buddies. Oh, you think so? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, I think they're going to form an alliance. Okay, I like his survivor. <laughs> well, it is, right? Real survivor. It is, literally. Okay. Well, what about you, Olaf? I think possibly Nick and Alicia. Nick and Alicia. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nick and Alicia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I know her and Chris have kind of got the thing. It's like, of course, Nick and, you know, it's like Nick and her brother, sister. But I think, uh, it's like, I think those two, you know, those are the other two that I like. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I think mine would be definitely Nick and um, and uh, you know Travis, just because you know what Travis got to be a little bit more alpha, <laughs> you know, like he's not alpha enough for me. Right. <laughs> but, you know, he's the male lead. I get it. In the beginning, they had to build him up. But, you know, we're in the second season now. You know, it's time. We need him to get put his big boy pants on. You know, and he, he reacts too much. You know what I mean? Like, he's very reactive. He reacts, he reacts, he reacts. I'd like to see him be more out there. And, like, you know, even, you know, when his kids, like, was back talking to him. And he was just, you know, like, I'm like, come on, Dad. <laughs> you know, he's like, put that. They're like, you know, they're like, no. You know, I wanted him to be like, oh, wait, wait a minute. You know, he kind of did, but not really. So his, they know that his uh, bark has no bite at this point. <laughs> yeah, try that with me. It's like, okay, we're in the middle of the ocean on a boat, and ex- what did you just say? No. <laughs> I would have dunked one of them. Shark, shark had, bait. I would have had one of them upside down with the head in the water. Like, what would you say, boy? <laughs> you know. I would be standing Standing on the back of the standing on the back of the boat, and you just kind of kind of grab a hold of the back of their shirt and go, uh, "What you just said? No, okay. <laughs> you want to change your answer?" I'd be like, you know, hand me the satellite phone because you you gonna need the child abuse hotline after I get done with you. All right, <laughs> <laughs> so definitely, but you know, but I guess it's the end of the world, so you don't have to respect your parents no more. Uh. So, but uh, anyway. Um, let me start off with you, uh, Tori. Tell us how we can get you on social media, and then also tell us about your, your Facebook group. Uh, you can get me on social media at Rush Tori. That's T-O-R-Y on Twitter. Or you can find me on Facebook, Tori Rush, T-O-R-Y-R-U-S-H. Uh, my Facebook group is The Infectious Walking Dead. We talk about Fear of the Walking Dead and The Walking Dead. And please join because we will keep you up to date and all the news and information during the off season. And we love to talk about fear with you every Sunday night, the whole season. So we'll be doing that too. So tune in to that and our Instagram underscore the infectious walking dead. All right. All right. Olaf. Well, you can stalk me on both Facebook and Twitter at uh, Olaf Barbosa. 
just don't stalk too close because I do get nervous and I do have an itchy trigger finger. I forgot to put in the sound effect. <laughs> wait, wait, you know what? It's not too late. Uh, wait, wait. It, even though it is very, very, very late. I can't even find we're, it. We're, we're doing the black. Okay, is it the black powder gun this, today? Uh, I am. Hey, look, I am slow on the draw today. Y'all got to forgive me. This is my uh, third show today. But wait, wait, here we go. Wait, say it again. Say your line again. It's like you can uh, stalk me on Facebook and Twitter, but don't stalk too close because I do get nervous and I do have an itchy trigger finger. There you go. There we go. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to have a uh, nuclear bomb <laughs> one day. <laughs> I'm going to just drop That'd a nuclear bomb, you know. So, all right. So, uh, of course. Hey, how can, how uh, can we find you, Kente? Yes, yes, yes. You can follow me at Kente F. And also, you can um, you can go to Facebook.com and you can go uh, to uh, Talking Fear the Walking Dead. Actually, if you are in the Blab chat, you will see that I have it right there pinned. To the All you got to do is hit the like button right there and you are now a member of the fun. So, um, you know, please uh, hit the like button so that you can keep up to date with, uh, with this show. We will see you next week with an all new episode of uh, Talking Fear the Walking Dead. Now, tomorrow night at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern. Now, we were supposed to do it Thursday, but I got busy. Uh, we will be doing our Comic Book Madness uh, Bracket Challenge tomorrow night at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern. So we will have, you know, all the craziness uh, tomorrow. And we'll get that. Yay! Yeah, so uh, we're going to have the, the big debate right here. Yeah. All right, with all that said. Starts shit, tomorrow. Starts tomorrow, <laughs> that's right. With all that said, you guys have a great week. And uh, God bless. <laughs>